Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. There's magic in the theater, and the theater is magic. Yes. yes. And life is magic, and the world is magic, and you're magic too. Chicago has a long history with the art of magic. Harry Houdini had one of his earliest performances at the Chicago World Fair in 1893. National Magic Week is the last seven days of October. Though it may not be marked on everyone's calendars, it was established by the Society of American Magicians to honor the infamous Houdini, who died on October 21st, 1926. And this year, I celebrated by seeing the whimsy of magic up close. I'm your host, Ariel Ravenet, and today, we try our hand to see how wonder still exists in a world full of modern technology by exploring a popular local magic venue. Grab your wands, and let's get looped in Chicago! The Chicago Magic Lounge in Andersonville offers magic shows seven nights a week, featuring local acts and some from all over the country, where they honor Chicago-style magic. So Chicago Style Magic was started uh, at a restaurant called Julian's. Okay. Um, and this uh, is this a German restaurant in the neighborhood. It was um, originally, I believe, on Halstead. If I That's Cindy Ferkel, the marketing director of the Chicago Magic Lounge. She's been with the company since their opening in 2018. Yeah. So so Matt Julian uh, was the son of the owner. He learned a couple card tricks, and this is around like 1915, early, you know late teens. Okay. Um, learned some card tricks and he asked his dad, hey, can I do magic here? Yeah. And his dad said, absolutely not. Do not <laughs> do that. So he kept asking, kept asking, and his yeah. dad kept saying, no, don't bother the patrons. Leave them alone. <laughs> so eventually he either wore his father down or ignored his father. Sat down at a table after they had ordered, waiting for their food, having a few drinks, sat down and started doing card magic for them. And then you just go table to table and just sit down with new people and do card magic and really fast and funny and lots of personality. Yeah. He wasn't like a particularly skilled magician, like really technically skilled, but he had like performance out the yin yang and he was just really like created a different style. So his father recognized that it was a good thing <laughs> and that people started coming because of it. Oh, cool. So they let him to let him keep doing it. The golden age of magic is said to have been from the late 1800s into the 1930s. This is where you'd see your traditional vaudeville show with a man dressed in a classy tuxedo on stage with a beautiful assistant to cut in half. Matt Shulian changed the game when he made the art form go from the fancy top hat to your average Joe in overalls. He brought the magic directly to the table. 
So that's the beginning of Chicago style magic. So Chicago style magic, the idea is it's breaking of the fourth wall. You know, breaking. It's it's just like improv, and you know when uh, the blues plugged in. It's just a di- it's a it's an old art form done in a different way in a different place. Julian's bar kicked off a string of other establishments opening around Chicago that performed close hand magic, booming in the 50s and 60s. But by the 90s, many of these bars closed down. Julian's was the last to close its doors in 1998. While the tide of the popularity of magic ebbs and flows, humans have been entertained by this art form for millennia. According to the American Museum of Magic, there are Egyptian drawings dating back to the 21st BCE of the cup and ball trick, and records from around 50 CE of Romans enjoying magic tricks. Despite a few centuries of witchcraft being a deadly sentence, the art of magic tricks have lasted to what we see today. But what's the allure of magic throughout the centuries? I spoke with Ben Barnes, a longtime magician and the entertainment director for the Chicago Magic Lounge. But if you go back 200 years, 500 years, 1,000 years, you understand how magic functioned in society there's a bigger way. And when you understand why people wanted to watch magic a thousand years ago or two thousand years ago, you start to understand that the reason these people come here every night is the same. You understand what I'm giving you now mm-hmm. when you come to the magic show, yeah, you're gonna laugh, you're gonna be amazed, but I'm gonna give you something that is as human as anything. I'm gonna give you as close contact to the mysteries of the cosmos. Like the people in the caves when they looked at the fucking stars and they saw the stars, they're like, what's the, like they wonder the stars. Every night when I go home, I, I park my car. Before I go in the house, every night, I look at the sky for like two to three minutes to just feel that feeling. People felt way back then. And then I try and f- figure out ways to put that feeling in these card tricks. How do you put that in there? Because when you give people that, it's different. If the desire and passion are there, how does one become a magician? You really can't teach people magic. What you do is you figure out what they're into and you try to keep them from straying from the path that they're on. For example, when people come in here and we start this process, they usually come in with some magic that they know. And a big rule is for the first three, four months, that's all we work on. We're not working on new stuff. We're not getting distracted from what you said you were interested in. And we figure out how to make the most out of that. And in the process, they learn a lot about themselves as performers, as people, as students of magic. There's a whole process of revelation that comes when you stick with something for a long time. Since the fall of Shulian's and many other famous magic bars, the folks at the Chicago Magic Lounge pride themselves on being a place where magicians of all skill sets can congregate. I was curious what the process for getting to perform at the lounge is like. So the question is, can I perform here? The answer is always yes. The question is, when? (laughs) (laughs) And it depends on the person. So uh, for some people, it's going to be a long time. It might be years. But for other people who show potential, there's a process. And usually for most people, it's three to four months of regular intensive time together. But then some people who are more developed and ready to go, it's like, see you next week or see you in two months. Ben Barnes was introduced to magic as a kid when he saw a performance at a birthday party. Throughout his youth, he practiced magic with instruction manuals from the library. And by 19, he became the apprentice to the famed Chicago magician, Eugene Berger. 
Eugene Berger was a professor of divinity before he became a magician full-time at the age of 38. He was a legend in the scene for his close-up skills and bizarre magic style. Unfortunately, he passed away from cancer in 2017, but his spirit lives on through his apprentice. Through a series of amazing magical coincidences, I end up at this man's house, and he said, bring some magic. So I took some of the tricks I was doing, and he did a magic trick. And I thought, you know, as soon as I saw him, he was old, you know, long beard. Yeah. And I thought, what's this old man got to teach me about anything? He did one piece of magic, and I knew instantly he knew everything, and that I knew nothing, I, just nothing. Yeah, he showed me a lot of generosity, and he taught me how to approach magic as a serious area of study. But more importantly, he taught me how I could make my life magic. Yeah, he taught me how to make my life magic. And I infused that with everything I do. You said, how do people get into the audition? And I said, the answer is yes. <laughs> he taught me that. You know, because there was definitely points where I wasn't ready for a lot, but the answer was never no. It was like, not now, but when? And he showed me a process of how to get to there eventually. And I just model that and uh, everything I do my entire life is a tribute to that person. Ben has been practicing magic for over two decades. He's even appeared on the television show Penn & Teller Fool Us, where the legendary magicians invite performers from all over the world to show them a trick. And they hope to get fooled by not figuring out how it was done. He first appeared on the program in 2021. And the following year, he managed to fool Penn & Teller two of the most renowned minds in all of magic, in front of a national audience. It was a great feeling because it was a beautiful, just a beautiful moment for yeah. me. And I thought about my teachers who supported me, and I thought this is, would be nice for them too. Because when you help people along and great things happen for them, you go, oh, that's awesome. Like, you, it's your victory too. But, you know, it changed my whole status in magic. People looked at me different. I'm doing the same thing. I'm the same person. But it put me on a different trajectory in magic, and that was cool. I got to witness Ben's and other magicians' magic firsthand at a night in the Magic Lounge. You'll hear all about that and more after the break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The performers aren't the only magical thing at the lounge. There are multiple illusions and whimsical contraptions built into the structure itself. The walls are covered in authentic magic golden age memorabilia with high ceilings and a blue stage that echoes the vaudeville era. When inside, it's crazy to think how this place was once just a laundromat before they turned it into the entertainment venue it is today. The first hour of the show pays homage to Chicago-style magic, with multiple magicians traveling between tables performing close-up magic. Ben performed three tricks in a matter of minutes. He approached my table and the couple next to me. Ben performs with a lot of charisma, and I got to be his assistant for a trick when he asked the woman next to me to pick a card that called to her, showed it to everyone but me, then put it in the deck. He then asked me to concentrate and pick her card. I pulled one out and showed it. He said, is this your card? Is it the same color or suit? No. No, it was not. He then had me blow on the card, flipped it, and suddenly it was her card. Then he smoothly said, I can do you one better. Had her blow on the card, flipped it, and it was a card she had signed in an earlier trick. It all happened so fast, it was hard not to be filled to the brim with whimsy. Because people think that the secrets of magic is where like things go when they disappear, or how the person flies in the air. The real secret is how do you do it? Like how do you connect with this material? And you have to do it a long, long time because you can't get that information someplace else. You have to look within yourself. And in the process of working with this material for a long time, you learn all kinds of things about yourself that you had no idea about. Do you play cards at all or no? A little bit. Okay, that'll be good. I brought with me a real deck of cards. I brought an imaginary deck of cards. Can you take the imaginary cards? The first featured act of the night was Kevin Capinos. His set was a mixture of mind reading and card tricks. He brought a woman named Rose onto the stage and had done something I've never seen before, a card trick with an imaginary deck of cards. Uh, but like up like we're playing cards against each other. Oh, so you don't want to see them? Yeah, otherwise okay. it's easy. <laughs> are they facing you or are they facing me? They're facing you. Perfect. You're going to make a few choices first. Do you want to pull out all the number cards? Or do you want to he handed her an invisible deck of cards to shuffle. She acted it out and handed it back to him. She then had her hands behind her back for the rest of the trick. It's important to note that they are standing about four feet away from each other the whole time. We're down to one, so of the jacks, queens, and kings, again, what do you want to keep in your hand? The jacks, the queens, or the kings? Jacks. You want to keep the jacks and put the other ones away? Yes. Everything else put away in your pocket. She decided on choosing an imaginary jack of clubs, folding it twice in her mind, face card inside. At the end, he said, are you sure? She said, definitely. She brought her hands out from behind her back to find the jack of clubs, folded exactly how she described it, stuck under her watch. The crowd went wild. How he could have done that is beyond me. Her son was also interacted with during the mind reading set, but I won't describe that act in order not to spoil the magic. I spoke with Rose Patterson and her son, Brad, after the show about what they experienced. Amazing, and so you both got to interact with the magicians a lot tonight. And so I wonder, what did you think about magic before you came in and what do you think about magic now? Well, when he was a child, he used to always practice magic. Oh, yeah. we have an amateur magician in the rear. Yeah, I, I really wanted to like be a magician when I grew up. Uh, 
obviously never pursued it or anything, but I've always been, you know, attracted, to it. attracted intrigued, just like fascinated with magic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how would you define magic? What does magic mean to you then? You know, as somebody who's done it and also somebody now tonight who's seen it? Uh, I think magic is just something where you see something and you just can't explain it. It's something that happens in front of your eyes and it just mystifies you. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, same thing, because I w- saw Siegfried and Roy and they made an elephant disappear in front of my eyes and it's believing in the impossible. I love that. And so I would love to know, I guess my final question for y'all, that moment when you pulled your, your hand out. And I then- was totally shocked. And did you it, feel anything? No, that, that's I kept. I kept thinking, you know, am I feeling something? And I did not. And it's funny because the Jack of Clubs is his favorite card, and so that's why I kept staying with it. So how would he know that? Or and have it folded inside, not outside? And I made the distinction, not him. But he didn't lead me into into it. That's beautiful. You know, and you know what? Romance is magic, and that was magic that you chose. That that is so lovely. After speaking with them, it reminded me of something that Ben said about what it takes for an audience member to get enticed by a trick. The desire to do so and to be confronted with a performer ready to fulfill that desire. That's it. You know, if they are open to having that experience of magic, which is what's great about places like this, people come here to have it. You don't have to sell them. You don't, (laughs) they're all, they're ready. And as long as we can do our part, they'll get lost in it. It's safe to say, though, that not everyone will be as ready to believe the magic unfolding in front of them. Some people attend a show to try and figure out how the trick was successful or just know that while this is entertaining, it's not real. You're missing the point. It's like when you go to the theater and someone gets shot and they die, you don't say, they didn't really get shot. That's not the point. The really sad thing that happened to magic, the tragedy of what happened to magic is as magicians, we reduce it to magic tricks. Magic tricks and magic aren't the same thing. They're not. If you add magic to magic tricks, you get something really spectacular. But that's not the same. So, Because people, guess what? You're smart. When you come to the magic show and someone gets cut in half, if you put on your analytical brain, they're not cut in half. But when you watch it, you still get that feeling like, wow, this is like amazing. Right? Yeah. And that's because someone put some magic on top of that trick. (laughs) (laughs) They put some magic in there and they switched it up and then you had a magical experience. As mentioned before, the popularity of in-person magic dwindled at the turn of this century. It seems though that with magic shows popping up all over Chicago and the world, there has been a resurgence. I started out this episode on a journey to know if technology and social media were to blame for its decline, but it seems that it might just be the opposite. Because I remember the night shooting ins closed, which is 1998. I remember that night. It is back and like with a vengeance. I think it's a few things. I think one, it is these shows like America's Got Talent, uh, to a lesser degree, Penn and Telephones. You know, America's Got Talent has this massive voice, millions and millions of people who might never go to a magic show or a comedy show or a music performance, they get it at home. I think it just got people going, magic. <laughs> like, who, knew, who thought of ma- magic? Okay. And then you have people like David Blaine on TV and, you know, Chris Angel, all these people doing great things. Oh, yeah, Chris Angel. Yeah. 
And so you combine all of that with the fact that now there are places where you can go see it in your town. Maybe it was just the natural course of events that led to magic establishments closing one decade and others opening the next. After speaking with Ben, the whole time I was experiencing the magic show, I couldn't stop thinking about what he had said earlier, that you have to put magic on top of magic tricks in order for them to work. That whole evening, you could feel the energy in the air. The audience fed off the performer and the performer fed off the audience. People truly wanted the tricks to be successful, and they were. There's a sense of beauty to me in the things that Ben said, because if there is wonder in all of us, then perhaps it is a thing that can never die. I think it's vitally important to keep magic alive. And I use that word, I know that's sort of a dramatic thing to say, but I mean it, but you have to understand what keeps magic alive just as much as it is magicians is the human desire for magic. The audience plays just part of, much of a part of us being here as we do. And magic will always be because people won't let it die. They need it. You know, and in the absence of magic, you know, people come up with things like religions. And they come up with all these other things, you know, but magic will Mm -hmm. never die. It'll change. It'll change in response to changes in technology, changes in culture and society, but it, it won't die. As long as there's people, there'll be magic. Thanks for listening to this episode of Looped in Chicago. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Ariel Ravenay. Edited by Jim Hankey, Cooper Mall, and myself. Craig Schwalb is our station's news director. Myron Kaplan is managing producer of national news podcasts. To see photos and videos of the Chicago Magic Lounge, check out our Instagram at WBBM Podcasts or at WBBM News Radio. We'll get you looped in back here in two weeks. See you then. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.